0: Hey everybody, we're back. This is episode sixty-eight of the Q and A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, how you doing? And it's been a long time, man. It's been over a week since we've last podcasted. Yeah, I've been a wee bit busy with a
1: certain um, Houston baseball team. Yeah, that's really killed my time. But um,
0: it's good to be back. I yeah. feel good. I feel refreshed, ready to go, ready to uh. To plug along, man. There's yes. plenty to talk about over the next uh, few episodes, so we're gonna make the most of it. See. And today we are going to uh, talk about the first week of uh, the first uh, two the weeks. first the first two weeks of the 2015 MLB season. Yes, as we
1: record this right now, the Houston Astros are leading the AL West. First place with a 6-6 six and six record, <laughs> better than nothing.
0: How do you like them apples?
1: Uh, I love those apples. The problem is it's, it feels so weird. It still feels weird, even at this, all this time, to say they're in the a- N- AL. Yeah. I mean, they've been in the NL for my entire life, except for the past, what, three years? It's been three years now. Um, but they sit atop of the AOS, West at 6-6. Six six. Um, the rest of the division just hasn't gone off um Right. Had done nothing. This is the this is the latest that the Astros have been in first place since 2007.
0: It really was. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. We we are so recording this on Monday night, mm-hmm. and so we're actually in Seattle, starting a our road trip in Seattle. So th- we haven't played Seattle yet, um, but of the teams we have played, mm-hmm. it seems like what Oakland is the one that's given us the most fits. Yes, we took two out of three against Los Angeles Angels Van uh, What took two out of three from Texas? Yes, you're correct. And we lost two out of three against Oakland. You're correct. So, okay. uh, and then you know we lost two out of three against Cleveland, but they're you know we won't see them as often. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know I mean it looks like Oakland is just you know they're that team that's. It's going to really give us fits, uh, t- you know, each time out. And I think there that kind of goes for every team that plays Oakland, it seems like. You know, as much as we bashed Oakland going into the season, you know, they always find a way to, to give people fits. Um, and the Astros are no exception. Uh, but so far, you know, it's been a pretty good start for the, for the Stros. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, pitching-wise,
1: yeah. the hitting, um, as a team, the Astros are batting – 2 202 going into a nice game yep. with 95 strikeouts. Oh
0: boy. So, some records are going to be broken. Yeah. That's for sure. Looks like they're going to
1: surpass the record for K's that they set back in 2013. <laughs> that's not looking good. Um, How many strikeouts
0: are we talking? Uh, 1,500, I believe. Any chance it
1: gets to 2,000? I don't think so. I don't no. think they get, <laughs> there's not enough games for <laughs>
0: that. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start anything, side? Yeah, I mean it's it needs the most attention now more than ever. Alright, all right. How many games have you watched? Um, you were there he, Sunday. Was there Sunday? I've seen I think two or three other games. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've fallen behind, but you no, know, I keep keep track online and stuff. Alright, good. Um, I did see last Sunday's uh 14, watched last Sunday's fourteen inning marathon, which was pretty crazy.
1: Uh, the game in Texas, Texas, Texas won by Hank Carger Conger's two run home run blast in the fourteenth oh yeah. Uh, good to see him. Uh let's talk about the big acquisition, Evan Gaddis. Ooh boy, uh the big missing acquisition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eleven games, um let's see. Right now he's hitting a buck nineteen with a one seventy eight on base percentage. Uh, one home runs one home run. I don't know why I had to answer that. <laughs> I am say. I'm trying to see his strikeouts which uh, 17 strikeouts
0: well we knew the strikeouts were going to be there mm-hmm. in a big way um, but he's shown no power He's not, he's barely making contact with the ball and this is a guy that is our DH so everybody was like awesome he's DH he doesn't have to worry about Finding position to play, he doesn't have to worry about being a catcher or an outfielder. <laughs> or failing, or flailing, I should say, in left field. Yeah, or, or anything. All he has to do is worry about hitting, and he can't even do that. I'll give him
1: a slight reprieve, because reprieve, this is his first year in the American League. He's okay. seeing all new pitchers that he probably you know, only saw in an interleague game. Sure. So, you know... Give him a slight pass for that, but if he doesn't start hitting within the next, I would say, two to three weeks, he's gonna find some time on that bench. And
0: again, he got hurt during spring training. I mean Did he? Yeah, it wasn't even he he was dealing with like wrist soreness. Mm -hmm. Which historically zaps your power in a big way. And if this guy's already getting hurt or, you know, if he's still you know, trying to find his form two weeks into the season, I mean, that's that's a scary thought, especially for a guy with that kind of power potential. Um, and especially when Chris Carter is not hitting any better. And, you know, these two guys are your, your main power threats that you're relying on hitting close to, you know, it, you know between 25 and 35 home runs. And, you know, we, we all know what... Chris
1: Carter hitting a cool... Point zero seven five. Wow.
0: wow. We, all, we all know what Carter is capable of hitting, uh, how he's capable of hitting in this ballpark. Two twenty five 25 with 40 home runs. Yeah. Gaddis. you know, yeah, we're excited. Like, man, this is, this is the perfect ballpark for this kind of guy. But, um, like you said, he's still adjusting to it and it's, but it's still, it's still bothersome. It's still bothersome to see a guy not even make contact. Um, and it's not like he's hitting deep fly balls or getting caught. He's just he's striking out way too much. Well, the last, um, uh, I'm going to say three or four games, he's
1: cut down the strikeouts a little bit. I mean, his first, I believe, the first uh, series against the Indians, he had two uh, back-to-back five strikeout games. Good Lord. Or was it five or four?
0: It had to been four.
1: Five, yeah. It was four. But, Either way, it's still pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, From what I've seen in the last couple games, he's cut down on the strikeouts a little bit. Instead of being four, there's only one or two. And he's got a little pop to the ball, but it's just dying in the outfield for the most
0: part. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're starting to overreact a little bit. Um, But I think, unless you are an elite hitter, unless you
1: are a... Yeah, so it's two games, back-to-back... the uh, Second and third game against Cleveland, both all for 4 with 4Ks in both games. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, unless you are a Mike Trout or uh, Miguel Cabrera, you know, guys like that who, I mean, they're just, they're literally born swinging, <laughs> swinging, the yeah. bat and making contact. Um, are you on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you
1: about, uh, let's say, both of them, Gaddis and Carter combined right
0: now. I would, I'll give it a six. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like I said, you know, unless you're an elite hitter who's going to make contact every time, this is kind of expensive. which neither one of them are. Right. So this is, I guess, it's almost expected, but it's still, you know, like I said, it's still still troublesome, because um, you'd like to see them have hit at least you know maybe two or three home runs each uh, by this point of the season uh, and who's your your team leader is it is it Lowry or Marisnick? and home runs yeah or has, sorry home runs it is
1: it's like a tie between Valvena and Lowry both have three
0: okay see you you know ideally you'd want um, Carter and Gattis to be in, this, in that spot.
1: At least somewhere up there.
0: Right. But they are currently nowhere nowhere
1: close. Okay. Um, for me personally, I think I'm about a three. Okay, It's still really early in the season. I mean, we're only 12 games in. Still have another, what, 150 to play? Sure. Um, and if I remember correctly, uh, not Gaz, but uh, Carter really didn't go off until after the All-Star
0: break last year.
1: That's true as well. Yeah. So if if they, um you know we're heading into May and they're both hitting below 100 with a combined eight home <laughs> runs, then I'll start. start so it, it, it's, it's time to start looking at that panning and button and you know you might want to hit it. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> freaking out, man. Uh, let's go to a present uh, a surprise. Uh, Jake Mariznick. He's hitting for average.
0: He's got a uh, couple of home runs, doesn't he? Or one? Or just, he got one. Uno. just one. Okay. Uh, he's still in a few bases, right? Like two or three?
1: He has three stolen bases right now. You're correct. Not bad. Um, Are you just pulling this out of your head right now?
0: Oh, based on, based on what I saw on the big, on El Grande mm-hmm. yesterday at the game. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a pleasant surprise. Um, can he keep it up, though?
1: Well, here's the difference from last year. So, Last year, Babbitt, which is your batting average on balls in play. So when you hit the ball, how often do you get on base? Last year it was three thirty eight. This year three forty six. So it's not a big a big difference, right? Right. So you're like, where is this you know, this hitting coming from? Mm-hmm. He's not striking out as much. Last year he struck out twenty eight percent. This year, still early, he's only he's striking out fourteen point seven. So he struck out his he's. Um, taking out his K percentage in half. He struck out half the time so far. It's still early, but you know, as long as he's making contact, he'll get on base.
0: Right. No I mean to cut your you know, to cut your K rate in half. Uh especially this you know, especially early on in the season, you're setting the tone for what could be a pretty productive year you know, going forward. Um he's so far a keeper in, in that lineup and he's hitting a, and you know he's hitting at the bottom of the order yes right so that's a good spot i think that's um you know obviously we put everybody puts emphasis on you know what you're you know, say one through five hitters you do mm-hmm. um but that that bottom half that bottom third of the lineup i mean if you get if you can have a guy do you have a guy that can hit um uh, for a little bit of average not a lot of power but you know and can get on base and is cutting down strikeouts that's not a bad spot to be in, you know, for, for your team. Yeah, especially a guy who can still maybe
1: 15, 18 bases. Yeah. Your, you know, the lineup, when it rolls over, he'll get hit, and then Altuve comes up right behind mm-hmm. him, who you're almost guaranteed to get hit these right. days. That, that's really helpful for, to have. It's almost like having a number, a number one hitter down at the ninth spot if he can keep this mm-hmm. up. I'm not sure if he can keep this up, because once again, we're only two weeks into the season. I don't True. think he's going to be a, a 346 60 hitter for the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, 323 hitter. I think uh, at the beginning of the year, I predicted him to hit around 280-290. It's still possible. Man, that's still pretty good,
0: though.
1: Yeah. Oh, He's still young. He's only 24. Yeah. I mean, it's a very pleasant surprise. I'm mm-hmm. really hopeful. Um, let's... Go to the mainstays. we to talk about Jason Castro.
0: How's he doing this year? Uh,
1: do, 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 do. Uh, where is he? 267. Uh, one double and one home run. The home run he hit on, I believe it was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Let me shake. I mean, that was one of the most awkward home runs. He swung, he hit it, and it was completely off balance. When he hit the ball, he looked like he was about to fall over in the barrage box. And I I don't know how he mustered up enough (laughs) strength to get it out into right field, but he pulled it and pulled it far.
0: Yeah, I was watching. I did see that home run. Man, that was – man. And it looks like
1: he swung with everything he had in it, too, <laughs> man. He said, I'm going to hit this, and if I go down, I'm going <laughs> down. Um, this is a guy who I believe really needs to have a a bounce-back year. Absolutely. Come, um, I mean, two years ago, he was, I believe he was one uh, an all-star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year, everything just fell apart for him batting-wise. Hit 222, um struck out almost 30% of his at-bats. And mm. I think he's a guy who I, I'm not. He's, I don't think he'll be an all star again, just because I think the position is stacked in the AL. But yeah. he can be a serviceable catcher.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not. A, I mean, let's be let's be honest. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of catchers that are hitting you know 15 home runs a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of what 30 catchers, they just don't stay healthy that long. Right, out of 30 catchers, maybe five or six are hitting those you know hitting those kind of numbers. Ooh, that's a, let me look that up. I'm going to look that up for last year see how many catchers hit. And Castro is clearly capable of doing that. He's done it in the past. Um, 268 batting average right now, that's not a bad spot for, for – well, in this day and age, that's not a bad batting average for just about anybody. Yeah. Um, but 268 also kind of falls in line – with work. Usually, hit. Sorry.
1: Last sure. year, no home, no catcher hit over 30 home runs. Closest was Devin Mazaraco of the Cincinnati Reds, and he hit 25 mm-hmm. in 114 games. Hmm. Maybe. I'm not sure if that was health or maybe a resting pattern.
0: And how many hit 15 or more? Uh, 10, it looks like. Uh, let me. Go. One. seven, eight, nine. Nine. Nine catchers
1: out of 30. You know, uh, And Castro hit 14 last year. Yeah. It wasn't that far off.
0: You know, that's... Uh, and especially in this lineup that has all the power potential with Carter and Gaddis and Springer. Guys like Castro and Marisnik and even Valbuena. you know, they, if they can reach double digits, man, that, that just, you know... Really add some depth to depth to this lineup, uh, where it makes it makes it tougher for pitchers one through nine trying to get these guys out.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly, and it looks
0: like he's on he's back on track, which is a good sign. I mean, that's uh, it's big for that guy because there was so much talk during the offseason of him being traded yeah I mean is this is this it for Castro is this Castro's last stand you know we, is he moving on <laughs> you know what's
1: going on with this guy Although it would have been bad to trade him at the last year you weren't going to get the value that you would have gotten after
0: 2013 absolutely and uh, looks like he's you know he's, he's getting back in the zone and that's good for us I personally I'd rather keep him at this point I'd rather keep him on this team he's a veteran um, he's Entering his prime, he should be right at 27. 27. In baseball,
1: 27, 28. That's the, that's the, um, that's the peak. That's where you're supposed to be in your prime. Yeah. yeah. Although I, I, I worry about a catcher. You know, your knees are the first thing sure. to go, and people running into you. Well, not as much anymore, but still, it's a very physical position. And I just want I. You know, is it, will this be the peak, I guess? Mm-hmm. And will everything else fall apart after this year? But worry about that in 2016. Oh, you're ready for another player? Yeah. Um, anybody you want to talk about as far as the, <laughs> on the batting side of the equation? Um,
0: uh, I guess we got to look at Springer and Altuve and maybe even Lowry, um, we start with Lowry. Mm-hmm. I like Jed Lowry on this team. I like him in this ballpark. Uh, look, look at what he did. What three, four years ago when he was with, the, when he was in his first stint with the team, when he got injured, right <laughs> <Shocker. at like>, and <laughs> like ninety, you know, after like ninety games, 90 97 games, games. ninety
1: seven games, hit two forty four with sixteen home runs,
0: and that's sixteen home runs in ninety seven games. I mean, that's his career high. Yeah. What? Imagine if he if he had the chance to play, what, another 40 games?
1: Well, that's always been a knock on Lowry. You yeah. know, he can't stay healthy for an entire season. It seems and, and The last two years, he did pretty good with that leg. 2013, 154. 2014, 136. Right. Which, hey, you know, it's Which is odd to think of a shortstop in his 30s getting more healthy <laughs> or healthier. <laughs> I don't think that happens too often. He's found the fountain of youth. Yeah. Sure.
0: But... With this guy, I mean, the way he's he's hit in Minute Maid Park in the past um, with his you know current strain of good health uh, and the power numbers he's already displayed early on, mm-hmm. this guy could very well lead the team in home runs at the end of this season. I mean, he, I think he has the cha- a, a legitimate shot of reaching 25 home runs. Wow. I would have said 18, but you went really high. No, I, I think 25 is not... Out of the realm of possibilities. Possibilities. He has three right now.
1: Through 12 games. It's not mm-hmm. bad. 11 games. 11. Or 12 games. You're right. Hmm, how come this a, has an update? It only says 11 games on the website. Um, I agree with you. It's just, um, the only thing I worry about as with Lauri is his defense. Mm-hmm. He's a little below average
0: defensively, and that might cost some runs later in the season. Well... Okay, so this goes. This actually can go right back to Gaddis, mm-hmm. like you said. If Gaddis isn't swinging the bat, he could, like you said, he could find some time sitting on the bench. You move Lower into DH, and you put someone like Marlon Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Is he on the, He's on the roster, right? That's correct. Yeah, put him at shortstop, and boom, there you go. You've got got that taken care of.
1: Little concern, not too concerned.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, this is all
1: his. He's about that. He's an okay defender. So I maybe I'm overstating it a little bit. I think Bauer would be fine. He's fine. I know. Yeah. He'll be all right. He won't you know kill the team defensively, but mm-hmm. you know if um really don't have anybody else left that um they can bring up
0: until Correa. Over. until is ready. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Korea is, uh, and he's, Korea's heating it up, man. Double A, The guy is hitting like crazy so far.
1: Three something. I can check it out, but it'll just take me a while.
0: Which, uh, you gotta like that. You gotta like that progress. Uh, but, I, you know, right now, I think Lowry is in a good spot mm-hmm. because he's gonna produce and um, He's gonna hold it down until, until our you know, until the main guy is ready, ready to, you know, take the helm. Agreed. Um, who else did you want to talk about? Uh, Springer, Car- uh, Car- oh, Car- Yeah. <laughs> uh, pick your guy. Which one you want to go with? Uh, let's, let's look at Springer. I mean, you know, he he missed the the end of the year with an injury. Uh, he's healthy. Uh, he's struggling with strikeouts as well. Shocker. <laughs> Uh, but he's making great plays in the outfield. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> One home run. He has three stolen bases, hitting a Chris
1: Cool 163.
0: Yeah, see, the average has to come up. The power's going to be there.
1: Uh, what do you I think? think Looks like the stolen bases are going to be there because they weren't there last year. Right. Um, I think and that was How played. many bases do you think he sold last year? If you were to guess, Ten? I'll, I'll get, I'd say, I would say eight. How did he get last year? Last year, five. Five, five okay. But For a guy who, in the minors, stole 28, 23, and 22 in the consecutive years.
0: True. Um, but, I mean, I imagine part of it was uh, that, that, was a quad injury that shut him down? Yeah. Or knee, I think it was a knee injury. Um, but, you know, I think just, the fact that he has three stolen bases shows he, he's fully healthy. Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. And we're, we're you know, it's it's kind of scary to think that we're going to see a, you know, a, uh, a 100% George Springer. Uh, and we're going to see him from day, you know, we've seen him from day one now. You know, there's no more waiting for him in the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he's starting right away. And, you know, like I said, striking out too much. Not hitting for enough average, but you could say that for about four other players. Yeah, but in his the lineup.
1: but that that'll come along the yeah, way. Yeah, it's still early. Yeah. Uh, go back to that. Any other? One? I mean, Altuve. Uh, Altuve is Altuve. <laughs> yeah, but he's not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna lead the league in hitting. I don't think. Um, I believe my prediction was he would lead the league and break the hits record.
0: Oh, he's hitting. Three twenty. Three
1: twenty. Okay. So Two weeks in,
0: that's four stolen bases, one home run. You know what? I could, man. I can see this guy. If if he keeps up that kind of pace, man, we're looking at top top seven MVP, just because of how much he means to this team and the tone that he sets for the rest of this offense, which. Which you have to assume is going to improve. Is it's only gonna get better. I think like he just pulled that number, top seven MVP. <laughs> well, I don't want to say top ten, but and I don't want to say top five. I think you know, he would finish between five and seven. I could see him finishing between those in that range. Because the way he plays, I think top I think nine in, the nine and ten spot is too low, mm-hmm. but five is probably too high as well. Okay. I
1: agree with you. Just, you just pulled that number out of nowhere. I was like, seven? What <laughs> the heck? Um, anybody else
0: offensively? Uh, one, one last quick one, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is based on what I've seen mm-hmm. this season so far and what we saw and what we definitely saw last year – is John Singleton quad A material? Is this what he's turning into? Because the guy's hitting in AAA right now. He's hitting well. And that wasn't the case on the big league roster last year. And that wasn't the case in spring training either. Uh, is he – Did we? Oh, did, did he get overvalued – um, last year, and is he in danger of becoming another Brett Wallace?
1: You know, I can't say that based off of one year. Okay. I mean, there have been plenty of guys who have come up and had a terrible year or two and then being able to turn around. I mean, look at our starting pitching. The two pitchers who basically bounced around yeah. in McHugh and Keiko and now they're you know, a great one-two punch. It's still he's still early. Um, he's still early early enough in his career to be able to turn it around. I mean, we're watching the Houston Seattle game right now. And there's a guy Nelson Cruz, who basically turned his career around in the past four or five years.
0: Okay, okay, and yeah, I mean, I guess I mean he's still young. He's only twenty-two. I guess that's why. I guess that's why we kind of. I think we forget that the fact that he is twenty-two. I mean, it's it's the hype
1: machine. You get the hype hype with these prospects, and you expect them to come up and be Mike Trout. And, you know, even Mike Trout wasn't what he was when he first came out. Same thing. We're still waiting on Bryce Harper. We heard all the hype with Chris Bryant, Baez, all these guys get hyped up so much now in this 24-7 news era that we're in, and when they come up and they don't immediately producing, like, oh, this guy sucks, send him back down, he doesn't deserve to be here, and it's like, not everybody does what trial did, not everybody does what pool holes did when he came up. Sometimes right. it takes these guys a couple of years to um, get in the game and handle themselves. And I guess because
0: that trade was so long ago, mm-hmm. that was what? Uh, five years ago? No. Seven years ago. Really? Was it 2008 that we traded 100 pence? That's the wrong person. Between 2007 and 2009, I want to say. That's a long time ago for that trade. And right away, everybody, everybody was saying what a haul the Astros got in that 100 pence trade, getting Cozart and getting Singleton and Santana. So that's a long time for that hype machine to be churning. <laughs> and I guess that's part of the reason why it kind of uh, – 2011. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's – still, that's four years. That's that's still quite a bit of time. I don't know why I thought – oh, because Penn's made his debut in '07. Yep. My mistake. But still, four years is a long time. And right off the bat, like I said, that hype machine started churning.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, say whatever you want. The, the Astros won that trade. Yeah. The Phillies didn't even keep pins for more than a year. He was gone. And they, they traded for him in 2011. He was gone in 2012. Yeah. So the Astros won that trade. I don't even know who the Phillies got for him in 2012, but it wasn't what they, worth what they
0: gave up for no. him to get him. So I think he I, – I think that's part of the reason why I guess I was kind of uh, – Starting to have my doubts just because of, I guess the length of time he's been with the organization. And you've just been, I guess we've just been waiting and waiting uh, for that, you know, that magical breakout season to occur. Watch if Carrera comes
1: up and has a stretch of at least four for twenty-six, people are going to start yelling to send him down too. Because I tell you, when when Chris Bryant came up and he struck out, there were actually Cubs fans yelling and screaming at him. <laughs> it's like people want this instant gratification and these players are not robots they're human beings, they come up, they fail sometimes you gotta be sent back down and you come back to the majors and you can succeed in a second time sometimes you get sent back down to the majors for a long time and come up and you're able to succeed like Sure, it happens then I think it's different
0: with Bryant because he was already you know, he's what two years removed from college you know, he's already uh, he's at that He's age. Ten, he's ten months older than Bryce Harper. Yeah, but he's like what three years older than Correa. So I think there's there's a difference there. But um, never underestimate true. the stupidity of man. That's all I can say. Well, that's true. But uh, no, I mean no, you're you're right. I mean the second Correa starts struggling, you know, you know right. the doubters will will reign supreme. <laughs> While we're talking about Correa, there there was a report.
1: Uh, on I believe it was the crawfish crawfish boxes. Uh, that a scout basically said that he was going to be what Alex Rodriguez should have been, that he was going to hit 500 home runs. I'm like, can wow. we can we let the guy take a pitch in the majors first? Yeah, while we try to you know project what his career is going to be. How re- how
0: long ago was that?
1: This was recent. So this was uh, I believe this report came out through well, today's Monday. So I think I believe it was last Thursday. Wow. Last Thursday. Yeah. It's Good like, God. can we let the guy, you know, make it to AAA before we put all the expectations on him?
0: Holy cow. Go. I'm going to keep hoping yeah. now. <laughs> keep that Keep that going. Well,
1: <laughs> he's available in our fantasy league right now. He is? Yeah. We'll talk about fantasy a little bit later. Why not? Sure. Uh, let's go to the pitching side. Pleasant
0: surprise. Pleasant surprise? Uh, Gregerson. I mean, he's assumed that closer's role, and he has uh, been so far so good.
1: He's got two saves on the season, um, an ERA of zero, which
0: is great. So far so good. <laughs> Absolutely. No blown saves? Zero. So, man, after 12 games, uh, you know, with the history of this bullpen over the past five years, yeah, no blown saves through 12 games. We'll take it. We are not complaining. <laughs> Um, I'm going with
1: what's his name <laughs> Roberto Hernandez.
0: Oh yes. Former Fausto Combo.
1: Let me get you his ERA the past 4 years. Sorry, in 2010. Um yeah, that's 5 years, I'm sorry. 2010 3.77. 11, 2011 5.25, 2012 7.53, 2013 4.89 and then last year with uh I don't remember who we played with but with two teams 4.10. So I was not expecting a lot or anything really coming into this year for from the former um what's his Fausto, Fausto Carmo- Carmona um but he's been Fausto Fausto Carmona <laughs> what <that> name? <laughs> was. Like that. Even though it was It was fake. someone, I think it was that's someone why. else's name I think, it was, I think that's why Because it's a fake name That is that be your fake name If you ever had to go undercover for like CIA <laughs> Actually <laughs> uh, not, a bad it's one. not a bad one So he's 0-1 And uh, he's pitched in two games And the two games he's pitched so far He's already at 3.38 I mean I really wasn't expecting him to be anything. Oh yeah. Considering what he's done for the past couple of years, and he really held his own against uh, the, t- the game he lost against Texas, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, he went four and two two thirds, only gave a one earned run, and then the last game he had against the Angels, six innings, three earned runs. So a quality start from his last start oh, do you need
0: to see? Yeah, it? that's good.
1: Yeah. You talk about someone who's I again, it's early, but he has that third spot locked uh, fourth. Fourth spot locked out right now. Too early.
0: Which um which you gotta like from the back end of the rotation. I mean it's it's hard to find you know quality, quality at the back end of the rotation. This isn't the Washington Nationals rotation. I mean, who do we have last year? Jerome Williams? Yeah. Well, Jerome Williams, Brad Peacock, uh, Brett, Brett Oberholzer. Uh, it was a revolving more <laughs> <floor> of uh, <laughs> mediocre
1: pitching. And some of those mediocre pitching options, as you put it, are still in the organization. There's still options. <laughs> yeah. I think Oberholzer is... Injured? Injured. On his way back. And what's the other guy? that film, and you just named him. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> You literally name. just named him Peacock. He just yeah. went on the DL. He oh, came yeah, up, right. made one start, and went right on the DL. <laughs> um, so, who do you have present? Do you really think Gregerson is a surprise? Yeah, I mean, look, this Because at least you can say Gregerson has been decent in the last couple of years. But he hasn't. He wasn't a full time closer. Oh, he didn't have that closer tag. That's what you're surprised. I he mean, didn't have, when you have an ERA under th- under two two point five the past three years, <laughs> I don't know how much of a surprise it is
0: that he's good in the bullpen. True, but here's the thing about about the Astros bullpen. It's like the past like two three years we've made these sign we've signed these these relievers. And there's a lot of promise coming into the season. Oh man, this is a great, a great haul with, this is a great signing class of Jess of uh, Jesse Crane and Matt Albers and Qualls, bringing all these veterans in and bringing these these proven arms into the bullpen. And what happens? Qualls get, I mean, uh, Albers gets hurt. Crane doesn't even pitch for the team. So, you know, we've always tried to fix that bullpen. We've always tried to, you know, you know, uh, set up or. A, 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 Build a quality bullpen. Um, to, uh, to 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 no avail, it just doesn't. It hasn't worked out. But so far this season, uh, bullpen is is looking pretty good. And I think that's a, a you know that's a, a surprise, a, you know, a, a nice surprise for this team uh, because it's about time that you know something clicked. It's, <laughs> it's about it's
1: time. Clinging. It's about time the Houston Astros had nice things. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm.
0: Okay. I'm not saying this is a Kansas City Royals,
1: you know, esque, t- you know, bullpen. Which is good because Matt will come over there and punch you in your
0: face. Right. But um, based on the past few years, this is a pretty good bullpen for this team so far. Yeah. And I like Sip, and I like Nieshek is the only one that's been a little. He's got roughed up a couple of times.
1: I mean, he gave up that home run on Saturday to pull holes that so looked like it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was going to Saturn. Were you still there for that one? No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? Actually, I. Heard no,
0: it. no. We, you. We were talking. Yep. I and just walked away from it.
1: I just heard the crowd just scream in horror, and I <laughs> saw it on the TV. That ball just went. Up. The camera. <laughs> you know, it's a long home run when the camera has to zoom out the find right. the ball. <laughs> you know, that's nothing good. Um, I gotta say, Nishek's delivery is like. Is it sidearm? It's sidearm, but also it's like he's hopping. He jumps out of his delivery. It's a very odd delivery. Um but got to be one
0: of the bunch. Yeah,
1: yeah. but. Nishek, is he. I can't remember. He's lefty or righty? I think he's righty. Uh, two, two, yeah, you're right. He's righty. Signed from the Cardinals, if I remember correctly. I mean, with that sidearm delivery, he'll, he'll still be able to get. Uh, Righties out at a great at a good clip. He might give a couple home runs to lefties if he's ever you know stuck inside. Sure. Stuck, dude. Well, they do a switch on him, but uh, I think he's fine. I'm not that worried about him. Okay. You have a guy who's had um success relieving for the past what four or five years. So you know a little blip, a little one home run given up to you know <laughs> a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not too worried about it. Yes. Yep. Astros fans still boo Pujols. It's like Pujols and Carlos Beltran, the two guys they'll never get over.
0: They kind of like their commitment, mm-hmm. but uh, that's about as committed as this, this city gets. Like, As soon as the Astros start losing, everybody goes home. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I mean, but- from di- um, opening day to now, is such a drastic shift and the audience. I mean, you went from having... Forty, almost forty-four thousand people in the ballpark to now, I would say somewhere between twenty-five to thirty, depending on if there's a giveaway or not.
0: Right. Uh, but that loyalty to to booing Pujols and Beltran will always be there. Stay there forever. You think if he goes,
1: if either one of them goes on a you know the Derry Jeter like retirement trip, people will still boom? Because even the Red Sox cheered. Derek Jeter in his last 8 bat, he showed him a little something.
0: Yeah, but um, that's that's for a, an overall body of work. Yeah. Nobody really cares about what Carl's... Nobody in Houston cares about what Carlos Beltran has done. Uh, what,
1: about pool, what about what about pull holes? Because um,
0: you you
1: can say you know Beltran mm, is a fringy Hall of Fame choice, but you know that a. Uh, Pujols is going in,
0: right? No, but what I'm saying is nobody, nobody in Houston cares about what Beltran did like over his career. They only care about that one half season and that off season where he spermed us. That's awesome. Um, So him about Pujols, though, but and Pujols, as good as he was, as great as he was, as dominant as he was, right? Um, It was, it was still during a time when this team wasn't great I mean we had a run of what two really really good years where we were competing for an opportunity to get to the World Series uh, but the rest of the rest of the time that you know his body of work uh, was outstanding ours not so much and I think that's where where the Astros fans differ from Boston fans I mean Boston fans uh, respect the Respect what Jeter did uh, during his time while they were also enjoying success. While they had their own – they had good teams as well. I'm so confused. I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, we just weren't good enough for for our fans to appreciate what Pujols did. I'm still, over, over I'm
1: still confused. What does the Astros' ability on the field have to do with Pujols' ability – and his respect, because um, I I don't understand
0: how the two correlate. Oh, well, because the time, the reason why we boo him as much is for two, like literally two instances, two home runs, where over the course of Jeter's career, he spurned Boston time and time again during, you know. Big time, I, I the feel moment
1: like games. when the Astros were the NL, the Cardinals were their biggest rival. And he was the best player on their biggest rival. And even now, even though he's on the Angels, people still think of him as the Albert holes from...
0: But those two home runs that he hit are the only things that we will, will ever remember. Boston fans can come up with time and time again that Jeter did this and Jeter did that against us. And that's why they respect that so much. Because there were so many instances, but with Pujols, it's like it's only two instances. It's two home runs that we will never get over. And and because and because the rest of the time we just weren't that good after that.
1: If there's someone who's listening to this that understands what he's talking about, please shoot me an email because I advise.
0: Well, then what are you trying to bring in Boston fans cheering for Jeter? I'm saying why, why did they, when, why did they cheer he, for Jeter? As a respect thing. Okay, so, but why did they respect him? Because he's been so great over his entire career, and that so includes respect. that includes games that he beat Boston, correct? Okay. Which is more than just two two instances. Correct? Yes, but there have been games
1: when Holes has beat Houston as well, and it's not just those two home runs that he. But
0: mentioning. those are the only two moments that this that the sports that the fans here in Houston remember and vividly remember and care about. They don't care about the time that he was a rookie and may have got a walk-off hit or a walk-off home run. They only care about those two times in the playoffs that he hit these monstrous home runs that they seem, can't seem to find still to this day. That's the difference. Is we only care about those two instances. That Houston doesn't really care about what else. I, I feel like they don't really care about what else Pujols has done throughout his career. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's my take. It doesn't, but
1: I'm gonna let you just. I'm. I don't know what else. Is, I'm done with this. I feel like if he goes to retirement tour, he'll get cheers from every part of the ballpark. Cause people feel like he's one of the guys who played the game, quote unquote, the right way and did it clean. So I think no matter where he'll go, he'll, you know, that first of bat, he'll come out and even actual fans will will cheer from as a show of respect for everything he's done in his career.
0: I don't think so because they still haven't gotten over it. They still haven't gotten over those home runs 10 years ago.
1: But, uh, never mind. Because when Derek Jr. went to the Red Sox the last time, they cheered him for his first at bat and then booed him the rest of the game. Why wouldn't the Astros do the same thing for Albert Pujols? As a show of respect for everything that he's done in his
0: career. Why wouldn't they? Um,. Because the, because the one well, of the few times that we had a chance to, to succeed, we didn't. Boston has won since then. We haven't done anything, and I think we'll always hold that against him, no matter what, and until this team actually wins a World Series. I
1: think that's pretty paid to blame him for stuff that he didn't have no control over.
0: <laughs> Yet we still boo him ten years later.
1: Not air. Um, uh, all right, I'll let you have that one. I don't even know. Where let's make a bet on that.
0: Hmm? Let's let's make a bet right now.
1: I'm not making a bet right now for something that probably won't happen for another six years. <laughs> but let's have it
0: on record. 4-20-2015 at nine forty five p.m. I say the first set bat Pujols takes in Houston, the year he announces his retirement. He still gets booed. And you think they'll cheer him for that one at bat? Yep. Okay. Let's make that bet. There it is. I'm actually going to write that down. I definitely want to keep keep record. And knock yourself out. That would be interesting.
1: Um, I don't even know what we were talking about before this. I really don't even remember. Oh, we were talking about um, Neshek in that home run up the pool. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, he's struggling a little bit. And even though – I was – okay, I'll tell you. I was excited because, you know, any time that we are attempting to improve the bullpen, last year I was excited with those – with Crane and Albers and Quals and whatever. This year I'm excited, you know, Neshek and Gregerson and, you know, we – or bringing back Tony Sipp, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was excited, but then I saw how Nishik pitches with that sidearm, and it's just really weird. Like, I mean, other other than who Eck, who Dennis Eckersley, did he throw sidearm? I mean, who are some of the best sidearm pitchers in history? Other than that, you. Your sidearm guys are there's not too many great sidearm pitchers, yeah, at no. least in, in modern in recent memory.
1: You know why that is, right? If you're a sidearm pitcher, you can only pitch to those batters. If you're right. If you're righty. You can only pitch to righty. If you're lefty, you can only pitch to lefties. Right. But if you try to go righty on lefty, a lefty's gonna smash that ball, and vice versa. You can't go against the other side because they see the ball so well.
0: Right. So that's why it's a little. It's a little disheartening to see that we, we you know we signed a guy like that. I mean, not saying he's destined to fail, but um, it's still a little uncomfortable watching him, just because you're kind of waiting for that that towering home run, like you said. It happens. Yeah, um. but you know, it's still. I mean, we still made improvements to the bullpen. I think it's going to be a better bullpen than last year for sure.
1: I'm Googling sidearm pitchers to see what exactly comes up. Sometimes people just drop down. Let's see. Got, talking Walter Johnson, Satchel Paige, Dizzy Dean, Randy Johnson. This is Wikipedia, so take this with a grain of salt, people. Mm-hmm.
0: Johnson's wasn't – Johnson – it still didn't even look like a sidearm because he's so tall that uh, – if you look at these pictures, we're, we're looking at some photos. There are a couple of photos on Wikipedia. These guys are very low to the ground and throwing really like sidearm. like submarine pictures. Right. And Johnson's was just sidearm, but he still looked like – it still looked like a regular pitch just because he was so tall. Uh-huh. that he, You know, there's no way he could get that low to the ground. Um, but I'm always weary of of pitchers these days so.
1: uh, I don't what else is there to talk about I mean they're number one and technically number three that was Keiko and Colin McHugh just picked up from where they started last year I think so far as that is the Astros are 5-0 and o when McHugh or Keiko start they're 1-6 when anybody else start and they just got that, that one <laughs> win on Sunday when Feldman went.
0: Right. Um, while the three through five or while that's pretty disheartening to hear to hear that from uh, to see those results uh, for anybody not named McHugh or Keiko mm-hmm. uh, as disheartening as that is that's man, you gotta love that there's that they're still winning behind the, their top two pitchers. I mean at least they're doing that much. You gotta like that. Um, and you know clearly these are guys that you can count on. You can I think you can, you know, is uh I think it's okay now to say it. you can you can truly count on McHugh and Keiko.
1: It's just <laughs> they do it in the ex- exact opposite ways. McHugh is um, you know, a strikeout artist, and Dallas Keiko is the ground ball guy. Yeah. Like this complete opposite ends of the spectrum, and it works for both of them. Um, who do you think could keep this up the longest, Keiko or McHugh? Oh,
0: boy. That's. Um, I'm going to go Keiko. I'm going to say Kaiko because of the fact that, like you said, he's a ground ball pitcher. And if he can keep the ball down in Minute Maid Park, then he's. I think he's going to be fine.
1: I also pick Kaiko, also for what you said, and also the reason that left-handed pitchers seem to pitch forever. I forgot he's left-handed. That's right. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's his name? Andy Pettit pitched into, into, what, his early 40s? Yeah. And same thing with... Uh, Jamie Moyer, was he lefty or was he righty? Lefty. Yeah, it's like lefties can stay in the league and just pitch forever. That's where way they get the term crafty lefty. <laughs> uh, so right now, we're still watching the Astros-Mariners uh, game. Uh, Ashton Ward-Jakowsky, first try. Boom. Um, What do you think about him so far?
0: Hmm... Uh can he be the fifth starter? Yes. I mean he he pitched well enough in the minors. And I think he's just kind of getting through these first few start jitters. Mm-hmm. I mean he's still a young guy. He's what, 23, 24?
1: I would tell you as soon as the air networks again. Twenty-six.
0: Oh, okay. Uh well, still. Still, I mean I guess anybody under the age of thirty, if this is your first time in the big leagues, and there's always going to be those jitters. Um, but you know, he—I think he's—he's a—he's uh, a fresh face for the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. You gotta sometimes you gotta you gotta take a chance with with a fresh face and see what they can do. A chance with the young boys. Why not? All right, awesome. It's better than going back to Jerome Williams. Oh, God. God forbid. Is he still pitching? He's pitching with Philadelphia. Oh, well, no wonder they suck. Well, no, that's not why, but it's
1: <laughs> close. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we don't know not the answer right now 6 and 6, leading the, the division. Right now, tied one one with the Mariners going to the top of
0: the third. Anything else you want to say? No, I think I think that covers it for the strokes. I mean, I, I'm look six and six is pretty good. I, you I know, know like, they've been the
1: past three years. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, and you know, again, it is still early on in the season where my um, my hope for this team is still pretty high.
1: Yeah, you pick them to the win a wild card, so yeah. Uh, I don't think you get too much higher than that <laughs> in fact I wonder what their odds are right now at fan grabs I would check that out if you don't mind rambling
0: for a little bit I wouldn't be surprised if. It, I don't think it's going to be any better than it probably was going into the season I think 6 and 6 is just indicative of how good this division is because what 9 out of those 12 games oh Mariznick with a double <laughs> Nine of those four games are against two of the teams in the division, and no, three, three, three out of you know, three teams from this division, and it's going to be a tough even with Texas, because Texas does have still have some pop in their lineup, um, but the rest of this divisions, it's not you know, six and six is nothing to be like super confident about. This, this is a close, it's gonna be a close race in this division. There's there's enough. I, I would disagree and say six and six
1: is enough to throw a party over <laughs> considering where <laughs> this team has been in the past. Ooh, what three, four, five years? Uh, let's see. On Fangraphs right now, they have a six point seven chance percent chance of winning a wild card. So, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Ah, uh, man. That's a terrible percentage. <laughs> Better than the other team. Let's see. Uh, We want to go this, through this right now. Rangers have a 0.5% chance. Okay. Twins, 1.5% chance. This is wild card. Eh. Anybody else lower? Uh, Phillies. <laughs> Phillies have a 0.0% chance of doing anything. <laughs> Uh, if Braves three point six percent chance, the Reds 3.0 Brewers one point two. This is all wild card and Diamondbacks four point one. We're not that we're bad, we're not that bad. Um, who still has the best chance to win the wild card? I mean, the World Series right now would be it's Boston. Before the year, it was the Nationals. Oh, um, of course. Um, they were like at fifteen point one, and right. You now, got
0: Gonzalez. Struggling.
1: Yes, that's why the World Series chances went down to 14.8%. Right now, the leader in the cub House is the LA Dodgers, 15.1%. And looks okay. like Luis Balvena is about to get a sacrifice
0: fly. Bring him a Mariznick, the Astros are up two to one. He hit his fourth home run in the first inning. Yep. So he's he's you know, producing all the runs. He's on fire. <laughs>
1: I was just about to say someone should go pick him up in our fantasy league. Well, let's talk fantasy right now, all right? You sure. All right. So, some with your team. How are you feeling about your team? <laughs> uh, Two weeks into well, I like
0: my team so far. I'm. I like my offense for sure. Uh, pitching, I don't know. I feel like there's not enough strikeouts, even though I do have Felix Hernandez and Steven Strasburg, but. I Why'd I hit that? I and I know. have dominant pitching potential in Michael Walker and Sonny Gray, dominant young pitching. And the rest of my pitching staff is a uh, mixed bag of Youngster, un- unproven youngsters and some old timers.
1: Let's see, here's it. Jordano Donald Ventura, Archie Bradley, AJ Burnett, the old man, AJ Burnett, Anthony Del Scafani. Brandon Morrow, Drew Pomeranz.
0: Again, a mixed bag of of uh, unproven youngsters and old tapas
1: I'd be shocked if either Barwina or um, Marisnik are still on the free agent wire after tonight's game
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if unless all of, you know if only all of our teams would
1: you know, pay attention. I feel like you have this complaint all the time. And nothing. is only complaint. And nothing ever comes up. What would you have us do with these people? I'd kick them out. Uh, why don't you ask ask the rest of people to pay attention then?
0: It's not worth it because they're not going to. We've, we've asked them for over three years. To Just what? Pay attention. <laughs> no, I'm talking about ask other people to kick them out.
1: Uh no you can't have both ways you can't sit here and complain about
0: these guys not oh, playing okay. and
1: not paying attention no, but no, then no. when I ask you well do you want to kick them out they're like
0: well I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings no no okay no so okay so you which thing do you want me to pull with the other team yeah, if you okay. Want to okay yeah yeah absolutely I'll do that I'll do it I have no qualms about doing that I thought it was just you're the commissioner you're the end all be all but uh for something like that you know, trades and whatnot and rules, rule changes. I'm always going to, you know, pull, but uh, now that I can pull, uh, I think, I think it's time.
1: I just want to see everybody's attitude. But
0: the only reason why, and, and honestly, the only reason why I haven't done it is because as, as our problem has been always, it's just hard to find people that are willing to commit to a fantasy baseballs league. It is tough. I will admit that it is tough to find people that want to join fantasy baseball because it is it's it's a long season. Yep. That's part. So that's part of the reason why I haven't moved to remove these guys. But um, anybody out there wants to join our fantasy team, follow us at ant underscore two eight eight. Are you ever gonna find it easier to our name?
1: Eventually. Like, anytime with the next, oh, I don't know, forever.
0: You can also follow us on Twitter at 288 underscore. mm mm-hmm. DQ. At DQ 327. So there's plenty of ways to contact us if you're interested in joining our <laughs> our fantasy baseball league. Oh, I thought you were wrapping things up, are you? No, no, no. Not at all.
1: <laughs> that, not enough to say you feel like, you know, coming in. Um, man, what else is there? How do you feel about your team? The same way I feel about the Astros. I'm in a good position, and it's still early. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, because it's like I got a little bit of everything. I got pitching, I got hitting. It's just a matter of, you know, you're gonna have off nights because right now Matt Shoemaker is in. Is in the, I think he's gone two innings and have an ERA of eighteen. Jeez. It happens sometimes. You know I don't really worry about it, especially up two and a third he has the area of fifteen points three.
0: Is so three 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 runs? Mm, four runs? Four underruns. runs. Four underruns. Dang. Uh I saw Chris Bryant what what two for three? Three RBI?
1: Chris Bryant, two for uh three for four. Three for four. Three RBIs and a run scored. Hey, you gotta like that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yeah, it'll happen. I'm I more laissez font with my team because <laughs> I will scour the waiver rider and make trades and I'll do what I have to do to win Absolutely. to defend my championships. How many times have I won this
0: thing? Do we even remember? Is it three times? I know I've won one. I'm looking to get back on. The top you, of the you won the baseball one?
1: Yeah. You did? Yep. I don't even remember this. I had to look this up. It's two thousand eleven. I think you're a lie. Um two thousand twelve. And Bobby won the first year. You won the second year, and I've won the last two years. Okay,
0: well, I'm looking to get back on top of the mountain. Mm. And the thing about my team is, I've got plenty of power. I've got, I've got some, you know, you know, batting average. I've got, I should rack up strikeouts and some victories. Uh, but by choice, I. I have no no bullpen because I don't. I just typically don't draft relievers, and I have no speed. Like Bryce Harper is supposed to be, you know, a twenty twenty guy eventually, but he has not displayed any kind of speed uh, during the times that he's been healthy. Yeah. Um, National. And that's about it. I mean, I remember um, I tried trading.
1: Uh, with you to get Bryce Harper you just flat out turned me down
0: uh, I'm I'm holding out to see to see this through to see this through to see if it if, if this potential truly does blossom into you know a full blown superstar year uh, but other than that Braun has passed his prime in terms of base stealing unless he
1: finds the needle again right <laughs> I can say that he got popped go oh, of
0: course. Puig is, uh he's not much of a base dealer. Jock Peterson has potential, but, you know, he's still, he's barely in his rookie year, so we'll see what, what he has to offer. I hear that a lot from your
1: team. He has potential, and he has potential, and it's just not coming together.
0: Well, that's only for Harper, really. Everybody that's else awesome. is pretty much... Harper and what Nick Castellanos. Everybody
1: else is. I'm sorry, was I probably looking at your team? I completely forgot. It.
0: Everybody else is, for the most part, proven. I mean, Peterson is a rookie, so you know we'll see. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not bringing him onto my team with the the kind of hype that Harper has, but the hype he's had.
1: He's had, has, and forever will have. And right. one day he'll fulfill his potential, right? Hopefully.
0: But everybody <laughs> else, uh, you know, I've got Abreu, I've got Cano, a proven hitter. Buster Posey is a proven hitter, proven winner. I like my, I like my offense for sure. I don't know where you're. Although team. I don't have any superstars There's like that. a Mike Trout. Potential superstars like a Chris Bryant.
1: Yeah. Or you know, Paul Goldsmith, Billy Hamilton, Carlos Gomez, Craig Kimball, Chris Sale, Jake DeGrom, Greg Holland,
0: guys like that. <laughs> I just named out like them. you know, just just some quality quality dudes. That's
1: why I'm not worried about Shoemaker having an ERA of 15. It's like, uh, I have enough guys to back it up. Right. You know, things Get us
0: happen. back on track. Mm-hmm.
1: Things will happen. And we'll start winning again. I'm trying to make a trade for Xander Bogart, but so I don't see like that's going to happen anytime soon.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Some I don't know. Somebody's going to offer a pretty sweet deal.
1: Somebody. Yeah, his owner was asking for Chris Bryant. Jokingly. Oh, okay. He was joking. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I know his owner. <laughs> no, he was joking. So we both kinda of laughed that off and said, not on your life, buddy.
0: <laughs> you mean you did you both didn't kill each other? Mm-hmm, no.
1: <laughs> not gonna fight over fantasy. So be surprised. <laughs> you better get to work kicking these people out. That's on you buddy Oh something's gonna have to give. For me it's like eh <laughs> that's just too that's just an easy win for me I'm,
0: yeah but I don't want an easy win. I, you know
1: you have enough difficult
0: opponents yeah, but it makes your team that much better it makes you a, it makes you a better uh, strategist as well if only half of your league is actually paying attention and the other half isn't, then you're not utilizing your full strategic potential.
1: I imagine like two years, we get like three new people and they're all hardcore players. And
0: you're like, man, these guys are really good. I'm like, Well, you brought them in. I'll, I'll never complain about guys that beat me at, you know, if they're trying, I mean, that's part of the competition. That's what makes it fun for me. The competition is what makes it fun. Not rollover, uh, you know. Absent absentee owners. Winning
1: is what makes it fun for me. I don't <laughs> care if they show up or not. That's it means
0: nothing to me. I mean, well, because I'd rather because not. Here's the thing: you're not even guaranteed victories in those weeks, and that's if you're, you're not you're never guaranteed victory. Right. So it stings even more if you lose to a team that isn't even paying attention. I'd much rather lose to a, every team that's paying attention than half the teams that are not even logging in. Cause then it's like I put in all this work and I still lost, like and they did absolutely nothing. Uh, it's, ooh,
1: that's ooh, that's sickening. That kinda defeats your point, you know, they can still win at any time, no matter they're paying attention or not.
0: Yeah, but they don't even care. If they're not even paying attention, what's the point for them? Win or lose. How do they, they don't even know that they're winning.
1: Again, why are you complaining this to me? I watch my team. I pay attention. You need oh, to yeah, so no, so do I. Well, tell those people to quit then. Nah, they won't. We'll just have to you vote. Just and tell them out. to quit then. No, we'll just have to vote and kick them out. I, I like your, 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 your mad enough... To complain about
0: but not enough to tell people to leave the league. Because they won't. They're not even logging in to to draft, much less. It would take more work to leave the league than it would to participate in the draft. If they're not even doing that much, they're clearly not
1: going to leave the league. Last thing we'll say for it. If we go a week without there being a Facebook message from you asking for a vote to evict these owners... I'm going to tell you to never complain about it
0: again. No, I'm not going to do that until I can find people that want to play. There's no way I'm doing that because then you're going to be running, what, four empty
1: teams? Yeah. They'll be fine by me. Just set the lineup, set it, and forget it.
0: If if you're willing to do the work, then maybe... Maybe I will... uh, Maybe I will uh, get the ball rolling sooner. We'll see. I thought you were just like tired of running all these extra teams. I don't like it, but you know what? I will do it,
1: and y'all will all be mad because I will just go in with the thought, as long as one of the team (laughs) wins, I win. It gives you more chances. Yep. (laughs) I will mess around and consolidate power into one super team, and there will be a damn thing y'all can do about it. I guess so. And it all young you. That's right. The powerful get more powerful and the rich get richer.
0: That's a chilling way. I think that's a chilling spot to end. Awesome. That's <laughs> Say your goodbyes to the people. Uh, thanks again as always for tuning in. It was fun. It's good to get back into it. And uh, you you know where we're at on Twitter? Yeah,
1: we just said that like 20 minutes ago.
0: Yep. Go rewind it. Anything else? No. Think, uh, you know. Please continue to download. Please uh, continue to support us. And thank you for all the support. Spread the word, word. We want to be across the nation.
1: Across the nation? Across the nation. I want every state to be listening to this. I want to be
0: across the galaxy,
1: man. Be the... I know it's 420, but I have to ask. Are you high
0: right now? No, no,
1: no. I'm gonna be across the galaxy, man. That's my reach gonna be. Yeah.
0: Across the galaxy. Our reach will extend to the to the United States of space. And
1: on that note. <laughs> for Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later, babies.